Hello and welcome to DIY Data 5. I'm your host, Michael Yard. Today is June 2nd, 2021, and this is episode 24, the interview of Rodney Shively. Today, I'm going to be interviewing my friend and fellow Six Flags enthusiast and DIYer, Rodney Shively. Say hi, Rodney. Hi. Uh, somebody I've known for a very long time. We've uh, gone to the same church, and I've talked to him a few times uh, about his DIY projects. And it's been a while since I've done an interview episode, so I thought it'd be a great time to bring on another person to interview. And I thought with what he'd had going on over the last uh, definite few months during COVID, I guess it, he thought a great time to do some projects. And I thought it'd be yep. a great time to bring him on and talk about those projects. Um, so uh, we're going to get into the interview, waste no time. Um, so first, Rodney, if you can, I'd like to just uh, give you time to give your, a brief interview uh, intro of yourself. And then we'd get in and talk to about your projects. And, and then I'd like to talk um, some questions just uh, behind you as a DIYer and those kind of things as well once we're done with the project talk. So go ahead and uh, give a brief intro of yourself. Sure. Well, as you said, my name is Rodney Shively, and uh, it's great to be on the show today. Appreciate it. And um, I haven't always been a DIYer. Um, I was really afraid of some of the bigger projects that now I've been actually able to accomplish. Um, have always done like painting and small little things, but um, you're right over COVID things were getting this, uh, you're at home more and you see things that need to be fixed. And so you have the extra time and I figured, you know what, let's take a shot at it. And uh, so I've been able to do a couple things and the more I've done, the more confidence, of course, I've gained. Um, and my wife loves it because then things get done around the house. Um, and also kind of, I have two boys and so kind of trying to show them a little bit things that they could maybe help with, or at least know that they could at one day maybe accomplish themselves. Um, so it's really been kind of a family thing. Um, my wife gives all the ideas, of course, um, and then uh, asks lots of questions if I can do that or do this. And then um, it just depends. Um, I have a neighbor across the street who does everything, it seems like. And so if I'm not sure, um, I'll give him a call or run over there real quick and ask him, how to do stuff. And he um, is usually really helpful, lets me borrow tools that I don't have um, and stuff like that. So uh, it's been an adventure, um, not with some injuries and some minor, but injuries at times um, and a lot of just learning by doing. And uh, um, it's a lot of fun. So I'm glad to talk about it today and hopefully share some ideas and some insights that may save some people <laughs> some problems that I've had in the past. Yeah, I mean, that's a, the whole purpose of this podcast is, you know, sharing the experiences and the uh, excitements and the joys and the hopefuls that people don't make the same mistakes we did as well. Um, right. Like I literally just shared uh, today was a uh, experiential moment for me. I was troubleshooting uh, the AC at my father-in-law slash my house. And I got a, a little injury for those who look at, uh, actually I got <laughs> some scrapes on my legs too, because I was up in the attic trying to figure out what was going on. And it was a high pressure switch in the condenser that was a little button that you just go like this and it fixes the problem. And uh, it took me talking to my cousin who's an HVAC tech technician and him like, oh yeah, you should have sent me the schematic to begin with. Go push this button. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, thanks. That was, thanks. Uh, you know, he does commercial stuff now. So, he, you know, it's been six years since he's done it, but uh, eventually it got fixed and we didn't have to call it a professional luckily. Um, but you know, I got cut and scraped and learned a whole lot in the process, even though a lot of it is stuff I remember doing. It was just 
a DIY, DIY uh, half a day that saved me a bunch of money, luckily. That's um, good. So, you know, it's a good thing to hear too, that, you know, it, it, this is a, a family type endeavor for you guys. You know, you're not just, you know, whittling away down in your own basement. Um, yeah. you know, while your kids are off, you know, just doing nothing, you know, I feel like, uh, that would kind of be a, a wasted opportunity. Um, can you talk a little bit to how your kids, um, have been included, uh, in some of these, I know your, your kids are definitely uh, a little bit older than mine. Um, my yeah. 11. So, yeah, I have a 14 year old and 11 year old. Um, and so a lot of it is, um, they, they've asked to help paint, and I'm still a little bit leery on that, um, depending on which, which area of the house it is, because if it's a real public area, I don't want it to be an absolute mess. Um, but I've just, uh, some of it's been them helping putting things together. Like um, when we were doing the project we're in now, we bought some new, some new furniture stuff at Ikea. And so every course, if you've ever been to Ikea, you know, everything comes in a box mm-hmm. and you have to put it together. So um, I've gotten their involvement to help put furniture together. Um, I've helped that they've actually, my youngest, uh, who's 11, um, he has a real good eye for like design and has really good ideas. And so he's been, uh, a lot involved in things that we've, that we're currently doing and just the, the design of things or how we want to decorate it or the color schemes, um, comes with some really interesting ideas that I don't always know would ever work. But at the same time, he's had some really good ideas that we've gone with and have it's worked out great. Um, the other, they help me with, uh, like if I'm doing drywall, they'll help to, to, you know, screw things in or, or they'll ask about the different tools that I do kind of know about. Um, they do a lot of the helping of moving of furniture, especially mm. the 14 year old. Cause I'm like, I need a little more uh, muscle on this. <laughs> um, and so, uh, he's like, oh, I'll have to use my furniture. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's what you, that's part of the, that's part of this too. Yeah. Um, so they've been involved in different things like that, different, different steps, um, and then they help with, um, with obviously the cleanup and things like that and, and, and figuring out, you know, which is, you know, if I need a, if I need a certain tool explaining to them, which one I need out of the toolbox and stuff. So they know what it's for. Um, and then, you know, giving them opportunity to use it. Um, sometimes they mess things up and that's part of the learning process too, because I mess things up. So we kind of do it together, but, um, they enjoy it. They like having the hands-on stuff and they like to see the finished product. So. Yeah, that's always that's always the fun part when you can sit back and be like, oh, it's done. I can enjoy it's, it finally. Right, right. Right. So for the people who are listening to the podcast, you just missed a huge portion of the projects that Rodney has done um, or is currently doing. And if you want to go see that, please go to my YouTube channel. You can find it, DIY Data 5, and you'll see um, him talking about some of the projects he's done, some of the things he experienced about that. And you can um, go and enjoy all of that content as well. Um, but right now, we're going to get into the interview portion um, where we just talked to Rodney about uh, his DIY experiences overall um, through the past and the current uh, time, and just talk to him in general about that. Um, so, Rodney, uh, simply put, do you consider yourself a DIYer, a do it yourselfer? Um, I do. do. I haven't always, but I do now. You do now. Um, so during, uh, your, your, um, explanations of your projects, you said you worked for a sheetrock company in the past. Yes. Yeah. I do work for a drywall repair company. You do, or you did? I do now. Oh, you do now. Oh, okay. I thought you said you did in the past. Um, No, I do now. 
Oh, that's interesting. I did, I did not know that actually. Um, who else do you work for? Um, right now, that's my full-time job. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I thought you were also a principal at one time. Yeah, I was. Okay. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> wow, I am learning <laughs> all these new things. What happened? Okay, um, that's interesting. Um, so I'm learning yeah, no, things about this guy. Yeah. That was my friend. I must that's work a, more that's a closely on Facebook. I know, right? Yeah. Anyways, so, okay, cool. So you're working for a sheetrock uh, repair company now. Um, yeah. And, you know, you're learning all this new, new stuff with, with them. Um, what kind of things have you done in the past that you would consider in the... Uh, realm of DIY kind of uh, fields? Um, uh, most like before be, in the DIY world, before these particular projects, um, it was more of a lot of painting. Um, I have painted to the point of um, it's every room in the house, every room in my in-laws house, everywhere, every home I've lived in, I've painted. So that painting was a big deal. Um, I did get into um, the, like doing, you know, small things like installing light fixtures or putting up ceiling fans, things like that, that was relatively, I mean, I was new to me, but I just, I figured out how to do it. Um, but it really wasn't until the bathrooms and things like that, that I really got into bigger projects that, that really stretched my ability and my learning. So I would say before I was, just, I just dabbled in DIY, but I wouldn't, I really wasn't a DIY wire until uh, we moved into this house and decided to change bathrooms and stuff. Okay. So I'm going to throw a couple things at you and I'm going to add, and sure. you're just saying, you know, yes, I've done this. Yes, I've done that. No, I haven't done that. Have you ever changed okay. your own oil? No. No. Oh, wow. That's no. Usually, that's usually one somebody has at least done once. Okay. No. Um, have you ever had your own garden? Yes. Okay. A DIY thing right there. Yes. Okay. Um, have you ever sewn your own buttons? Yes. Okay. Have you I ever... do all the sewing. You do all the sewing. Oh. All the sewing. If there's a rip, if there's awesome. a button, oh. I'm the one that does it. Nice. Do you fix toys? Depends. Depends. Most of the time, if I need to fix them too much, they go in the trash can. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That's, that's, that's but yeah. Too. But, but I do fix toys. Okay, you fix toys. Like um, bikes. Stuff. bike okay so you, you know you, you'll fix that kind of stuff too um have you ever fixed something automotive other than oil not really no no brake pads no. nothing like that no no, no and that's what type. yeah and that's been more just because of well one not knowing how but two okay. it's just having the materials to do that okay okay i've changed a flat tire you change a flat tire <laughs> there you go well i mean some people got triple a so why yeah not? I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was like, I ain't going to do this in the middle of the winter. Mm -mm. <laughs> I know how to do it, but I ain't going to do it. It's too cold. Yeah. All right. All right. So, I mean, there are some of the things that you do DIY. You just might not think of it as a DIY. Thing. I don't think about it as DIY. You know what I mean? You know, some people yeah. think, oh, I garden for fun. Well, yeah, but that's, you're growing your own food. It's technically a DIY type of thing. Um, you, fi you fix bikes. Some people just bring to the bike shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, that's a DIY type of thing. Um, uh, by the way, do you, do you raise your own children? Um, yes. 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 Uh, yeah, that's, that's a DIY that most people do. And they don't realize that because some people hire a nanny um, or they send yeah, their kids no. off to boarding school. But it's a very <laughs> common DIY, DIY thing that most people don't realize. But that's technically a DIY kind of thing that here in America, we consider a 
you know, oh, duh, we're going to raise our own children. But in some countries, it's very common to have a au pair or something like that, where you have somebody else kind of take care of your children for you because you're off doing something else uh, most of the day. But anyways, I, I digress. All right. Um, so you, you did allude to this also in your projects, but I want to bring it into this part. Um, what would you say is your biggest reasons when you are DIYing projects? Um, uh, probably the biggest thing is, is the financial part yeah. of it. Um, as a matter of fact, we did get, we had somebody come in, a general contractor. I mean, a friend of mine, but a general contractor. And he gave us an estimate for redoing the laundry room, redoing the mud room, things that not including the kids area that I've, that we've done. And when we got that quote, we were like, there's just no way. And so far we've been able to do it on our own for a fraction of the cost. Mm -hmm. It's taking us a little longer, but I've saved just an enormous amount of money by doing it myself. So that financial is the biggest thing. And then it, uh, as I said before, we try and get the kids involved. My wife's involved in, you know, various parts of it too. So it's become, um, things for the family to kind of do, especially when there wasn't much else to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this was, that was when we kind of did some dreaming and some getting some ideas together. And then when we were able to get moving on it, we did. Right. So, but yeah, it becomes a family thing in, in some aspects too. So kind of becoming like more of a passion kind of for you guys then too. Yeah. Especially after you've seen the first one actually turned out to be pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, we're like, okay, what else can we, and that's what my wife says, so you can do this, right? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'll try it, you know, so, but it does, it does motivate, it has motivated it to where it's become, the challenge of it has become kind of cool. I'm, yeah. a, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how to do it. Yeah, it's like daring yourself. What can I know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, so if you're looking at yourself now doing these projects, have you ever seen like the projects maybe that you, your, your family did when you were a kid? Like, have you ever seen like your parents have anything like in their household when you were a kid or were they not those kind of, um, my, my dad, my dad would do small things. Um, um, and still, well, he or, doesn't, or even other but, family members, uncles, grandparents. Um, my uncle was always working on his car always. Um, and like I said, my dad would do, he would do certain projects um, that sometimes I would help him with, depending on what it was. Mm -hmm. um, nothing huge, but little projects around the house. Um, and then um, my brother um, used to race stock cars. And so mm -hmm. he was constantly working on his stock car and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So I, I wouldn't get too involved with that, but I would watch every once in a while. So, but my brother did a lot of that kind of stuff for a long time. So there's always something, something around you, somebody working on. Something. Yeah. It seemed like it. Yeah. There was seemed, people always tinkering with certain things. Yeah. So, various so, times. So you definitely had the gene in you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's I always thinking, there. Yeah. I didn't realize it until lately, <laughs> but it's there. That's good. Um, so how do you think, you know, obviously, you know, you can probably hear it in your voice, but I want to hear you say it. How do you feel going forward uh, after all of these experiences with, you know, anything coming up in the future, you know, it with the like, DIY world? Like, like maybe I'm trying to, I mean, right now, 
the phase two, the laundry room area, um, I'm kind of, I, I'm still working on it, but in my mind, I'm past it. Like I am itching to get to the mudroom <laughs> because I want to, I want to do like building the stud walls and I want to finish that because that's a true finishing of a room. Like it's stud walls and concrete floor. So we're, it's bare bones. Mm. So I'm itching to get that one started. Yeah. Uh, like I said, probably not to the fall, but I don't know if we can wait. I don't know if we'll wait that long. And my wife's kind of itching at it too. Cause we've been, that's one of the big things we've talked about since we moved in to this house, because it was the only, I mean, the only room that really wasn't finished yeah. at all. And yet it's great usable space. And it's a huge, I mean, not a huge room, but it's a decent sized room that we're like, man, not only would we get the benefit of it as far as use, usable space, but if we ever decided to sell this house, it's going to increase the value. Whatever we're doing in there is going to increase the value of our home too. Yeah. So that's, so I'm kind of, like I said, I'm kind of looking forward to that. And then um, our living room, um, the, and again, this goes with the company that I work for now um, has popcorn ceiling, that mm. tech ceiling and i want to get it smooth but it's a it's a cathedral ceiling so it's gonna it's a little more intense yeah there would have to be some scaffolding and stuff involved mm -hmm. yep. and i'm like uh i do this on a regular basis so i'm not afraid of it but it makes me want to i see in other places and other jobs that i do um, outside of my house that i see the finished product and i'm like i want that for my house too so yeah, yeah. That after we're done with this phase three thing, that's probably the thing that, that'll that'll happen next eventually is to get rid, get rid of, of the textured on. ceiling and oh, and make that nice and yeah. It's so ugly. It's gross. It like is. whoever thought of it needs to be shot. It hides, it hides I've been shot waves. again. Hides yeah, it's horrible. That's all it does. Yeah, it's horrible. Um so what do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned in you know all of these projects that you've been doing like overarching Rodney's biggest epiphany <laughs> that with that there really is you can really uh, do things you can really accomplish things if you just set your mind to it like I think my confidence in my abilities and and what I'm like even willing to attempt has really grown because I've seen now I have some experience under my belt mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know what? That's probably not that hard. Whereas before a couple of, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have been like, there's no way I could do that. There's no way. And now I am at least willing to kind of roll the idea around in my mind to think, okay, what could I do? Um, or, is that something, I mean, there's there certain things I know I need to leave the professionals and I'm good with that. I know my limitations, but I think just the confidence of saying, you know what, I bet I could do that. And I would have never, I don't think I would, I would have not been maybe so adventurous in that. I mean, to take on, and part of that I think is, is moving from the job I had to this working with this, you know, this other company, um, I've seen a lot of things that I, and experienced a lot of things and I've learned by watching and asking questions. Mm -hmm. And that has made me then come home and say, that's probably not as hard as it looks. 
Mm. And then I get into it and realize it really isn't as hard as it looks. And so a few things, you know, in the current thing, I'm not sure exactly how to do, but I'm asking questions and I'm trying to ask, get to the right people to ask. Yeah. So I think the biggest takeaway for me is, is, is you really can learn. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. So I'm good <laughs> with that. And I'm an old dog. So I'm going to, I, but it's, it's been good. It's been a, it's been good. Cause I, I being in education for as many years as I was, you know, you know, a lifelong learner, you always be a lifelong learner. And you think of that in context of, you know, textbooks or school, but being a lifelong, lifelong learner is developing a skill you didn't know you had, or you don't have, but you develop it anyway. So you learn how to do something. So for me, putting my hands to something and seeing it come out decent has been a really satisfying thing. Yeah. And, and that actually ties exactly what I was saying pretty much in the last podcast, um, you know, learning well, it is, you know, education isn't just, you know, going, you know, K through 12 and four years or eight years of, of higher ed. It's literally the process of making yourself better to yeah. better yourself for your, your, basically your own situation and, and to do better in whatever it is you need to do better in. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the DIY, DIY world, it's, you know, do I have the skill and does it have to be better or do I want a new skill? And, and it's and the only way you can do better or get a, a new one is go learn it. Um, right. And obviously, you know, and you know, if you want to be a doctor, okay, yeah, you got to go, <laughs> go get eight yeah. years of college and, you know, <laughs> four years of residency or whatever. But, you know, if it's learning how to change a flat tire, you know, ask your neighbor, or if you have to figure out how to, you know, program something or, you know, make a fire or, you know, you know, skim coat a wall, you know, YouTube, this, that, 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 whatever you, you can figure it out. You just gotta, like you were saying, ask the question, ask the question, right. look for the information, right. that kind of stuff. And like, and that's pretty much all this whole podcast is about is figuring out how to get the information, figure out what the right question is kind of thing. And, uh, and then go from there. And that's really, you know, the whole DIY mantra is how do we find out what the right question is? Right. Because if you have the wrong information, you go to Google, you're never going to figure it out. Yes. <laughs> You'll be 10 pages yeah. deep and so lost. Yeah. So. I, I, I have, to, I've learned to be very specific if I'm searching for something on YouTube or something like that. I have, to, I've been learned to be very specific because otherwise yeah. you just go on these rabbit trails that you're like, yeah. okay, I learned nothing from that. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, so final thing is, what do you think would be a really good piece of advice for, um, you know, Rodney five years ago that, you know, is, you know, still not sure about their DIY capabilities or, or, you know, a, a, a person who's just looking to get into the concept of DIY, DIY or, or they're not sure if they can do a project and it's not even having to do with big projects, you know, maybe the yeah. guy that just wants to start changing the oil in the car or, you know, doing home maintenance or, or stuff like that. Um, I think um, start off small and celebrate the small victories. Celebrate the, celebrate the small accomplishment. Mm -hmm. So when I started doing some stuff, I was, I was really proud of myself that I installed a ceiling fan and didn't, you know, electrocute myself or, you know, start a fire, you know? And so then, from that point, then, you know, going to, you know, installing a light fixture and, and things like that. And then even 
you know, then when I, when I, uh, when I did the bathroom, the, ma the master bath, the main bathroom, that one, I, I think I, I would say, you know, start off small, but then do, do research. Um, and like we just talked about asking the right questions and not just asking the right questions, but figure out who to ask them to. Yep. So like, it would be, I can ask a question, but if I'm asking, you know, an electrician how to hang wainscoting, I may or may not get the answer that I need that helps me. So I went, and of course, for me, fortunately, my neighbor across the street, you know, I told him just in conversation what I was thinking about doing. And he was like, I've done it, come and see it. And he showed me and walked me through. So I found the right person to ask the questions to. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was not being afraid to admit I didn't know it. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of, of, of the, the hesitancy maybe of individuals is that you don't want to, you don't want to feel like stupid or that you don't know, but I didn't know. And there was nothing wrong with that. And again, being in education, we always told the kids, there's nothing, there's no such thing as a, as a stupid question mm -hmm. or, you know, that kind of, thing. don't be afraid to ask. But then as adults, we feel like we can't sometimes because we, we don't want to be, look like we don't know what we're doing. So, but I think for me, it was just starting off small and celebrating asking the right questions to the right people and then admitting that I don't know how to do this, but I want to learn. Yeah. And so because of that, it just, and then it grows. So when I started off with the small things, when I did look at the big thing, I was nervous. Yeah. I mean, not having ever done the table saw before, but I had my, again, my neighbor came over, showed me how I practiced on junk yeah. that wasn't you, you know you don't go to the 50 dollars piece of uh plywood right, way. right right i don't go for the cherry wood stuff i started you know with plywood you know you know but then i think you know again and growing up and it even you know several years ago you didn't have you know the youtubes and the google and all that stuff you didn't have all that so for somebody that started off now i mean the resources are just ridiculous yeah um you know and even again plumbing when i had that issue with the the half bath and the plumbing not matching up i went to youtube to say okay how do you get these pieces to you know you got this piece here and this piece is here how am i going to get those two pieces to connect because this one's fixed to the wall and this one's fixed to the sink i gotta get them to, to get together baby you know meet me in the middle right <laughs> in the middle <laughs> and uh so i went and then i went and looked okay I can't be the first person to have this problem, yep. this dilemma. So let's figure out where to ask the questions and who to ask it to and figure it out. That there's certain pieces of pipe that bend and you can do it with this and you can do it with that. And I was like, okay. And I figured it out. Yep. So don't be afraid to learn. I guess that don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to learn. Start small. Great. Oh, this was fun. That's for sure. It was. I learned something new about you too today. <laughs> You'll be getting a text after this. This is great. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. All right. Uh, well, I think we could wrap up today. Um, it was great talking to you, Rodney. Uh, awesome to see the projects. It was it was fun finding out that you're doing the projects. I was like, oh, I know I'm going to interview next if he says yes. And you did. Yes. So thank you very much. No problem. It was fun.
Oh, okay. Well, everybody, I pray you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and share. Uh, like usually, you can find me on pretty much every podcast place and on YouTube at DIY Data 5. I will see you in two weeks.